doves lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes. But little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky. And stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay. Close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care. And fit us for heaven to So today is the fourth day of Advent. We have talked about how Jesus is the hope of God's glory. We've talked about how Jesus is the peace of God. We've talked about how God sent joy through Jesus. Today, We'll talk about the love of God through Jesus. Come on, like. <laughs> First John 4, verse 8 says, The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for the lessons you've given us guide this message to show your love and to show us how you've loved us and how to share that love, Lord. We ask that you bless each and every one of us in this service, Lord. Amen. So if I was to put a theme on this message and especially on this season, it would be God is love. That is without a doubt the most important message we could all take away from this time of year. Uh, we're studying Advent, of course, and we're learning that it's not about the first coming, but Advent is about preparing for the second coming. Christmas is about the first coming, and we'll get to enjoy Christmas this week. It is Christmas week, and the 25th is on Friday. It's a long weekend. Yay. <laughs> but that's the first coming. That's Jesus coming down off his throne in heaven as a humble tiny baby showing his love for this world by dying on a cross. And we'll celebrate that in just a few short months with Easter. But to talk about God's love for us if we turn to 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7, we see a letter written by a man who was once called by Jesus a son of thunder. He was a short-tempered man, him and his brother James. 
offering to bring down lightning on those who would oppose Jesus. To call fire from heaven on anybody who was not doing the will of Jesus. And Jesus said, if they're for us, how could they be against us? And he called them off. But he called them sons of thunder was the nickname he gave James and John. And then we see here in this letter that John wrote him talking about love and loving all those around me. It's such a change. Love causes a change in your heart when you learn to love like Jesus. Your heart changes, your mind changes, your attitude changes. You learn to be patient and kind with people. First Corinthians talks about all all the characteristics of love. And what we can take away from this passage here in 1 John is that it's real easy to stick God in place of love when you're looking in 1 Corinthians at the characteristics because you're seeing the characteristics of God. And you stick anybody's name, stick your own name in that passage in 1 Corinthians. The whole chapter. Stick your own name in that passage. And you'll start seeing characteristics that you should show to show love. But more than likely, you probably don't. I know I don't all the time. And it creates a change in me. I want to be that way. But we see this letter from John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. It says the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. John identifies love and God equally. It says that you cannot love without God because God is love. You cannot have any idea of what love is without God. People who are living without God who claim they love, they don't really know what love is. They have a worldly love, what, what the world calls love, and it's not really love. It's lust or affection maybe, but it's not real love. Real love comes from God. He continues on, he says, God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's love. That tells us right there, John's telling us, God loved us in such a way that he sent his only son to die for us so that we could live. And he tells us that in, in his gospel, in John 3, 16, it's one of the most memorable verses that everybody knows. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it's so true. God loved us that much that he left his throne and become man a man called Jesus so that we could have eternal life with him. 
The Old Testament tells us that God wants not that any man should perish, but repent and live. And he made a way for that to happen for all people, not just the Hebrews. John continues, he says, Dear friends, that's verse 11, it says, Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is made complete in us. So John's telling the people he's writing this letter to to share that love of God with everyone around you. And it's that way that you show that you love them. And that when you do that, God's love becomes complete because you're sharing it. You're not storing it up in your own heart, but you're sharing it with everybody. God shared himself with us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent his Son as the world's Savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Again, he's telling us that the love of God is expressed through Jesus. And that by confessing Jesus as your Savior, you're admitting that you recognize that love and that you're wanting to share it with other people. And he continues on, he says, God is love and the one who remains in love remains in God and God remains in him. In this, love is made complete with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. He's telling us that because of God's love and that if we remain in God's love and share God's love, God will remain with us. And on the day of judgment, Jesus will tell us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because that confidence remains when we continue to show God's love. And he says that if we have that, we are like he was in this world. Sharing love and mercy with other people. Verse 18 says, There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. It's so easy to become afraid of things in this world. Our own mortality makes us afraid of things. We're afraid of being hurt. We're afraid of death. We're afraid of becoming sick or injured. We're afraid of getting too close to people because they might hurt us emotionally. We're afraid of trusting people because people tend to betray us. But when we show love to other people, fear starts to disappear because it's not about what others do to you. It's about what you do to others. You can't control the actions of other people. They're going to do what they do. You can control your actions. And when you show love to other people, 
without any expectation of reciprocation of that love. The fear of hurt, the fear of pain, the fear of suffering starts to disappear because that love will drive that fear out a little at a time. And our human nature sometimes tries to bring it back in and Satan sometimes tries and pushes it on us. And he uses every medium possible to try and scare us because it's the only thing he knows. But as long as we put our trust and our hope and our faith in God, his love will prevail and we have nothing to fear because we're secure where we're headed. So even death isn't a fearful thing when you really think about it because it's just walking through a door to his glory. Dying in this world is waking up in heaven. It's coming out of this dream, this reflective state that we're in, and coming into the real world where God is, where Christ is. It continues, it says, the one who fears is not complete in love. It says, we love because he first loved us. Oh, that's so true. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. It makes so much sense when you think about it. The people you have seen around you, even if they hurt your feelings, Jesus told us to love our neighbors we love ourselves. I may not always like myself. I may not always like what I do. Sometimes I may do something without thinking and be ashamed of it. But I've never stopped loving myself. Never stop loving your neighbor. Never stop loving your brothers and sisters who you do see around you. Because how can you say you love God if you don't even love the people next to you. God commands us to correct people with righteousness. That means to be gentle with your correction. Guide them like you would a child in the right path. God gives us that direction when we let him speak through our heart. Jesus told us to be slow to anger. It's the message he gave the disciples, including John, be slow to anger. John had to change his, his reaction to anger. Instead of calling down fire, he learned to walk over and hug the non-believer and tell him he loves him. I, I can probably see John doing that. <laughs> But it's, it's changing your attitude by letting God's love flow through you. The last verse here says, And we 
have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. The one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. We are commanded first to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Even the Pharisees couldn't find fault in Jesus in that. He said all the, all the other commands are wrapped up in those two. The Pharisees had 700 and something commands. All of them were wrapped up in love the, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. If you do those, you cannot sin against God as long as you hold those true because you're not showing hatred or bitterness. You're not envious of people. You're not coveting what they have. You're not being spiteful of anybody. You're not willing to steal from them, kill them, lie to them, or cheat them. When you love somebody, you tell them the truth. When you love somebody, you show them honor by respecting them and respecting their stuff. When you love somebody, you share Jesus with them because you want to see them in heaven when you get there. It's not easy. It's pretty hard sometimes, and that's because of the sin nature of this world. But when we let God's love prevail through our hearts and minds and we share that with other people, there's no way we can be wrong. Because it's not us, but God through us. Because when we do that, we take ourselves out of the way. And we let God do the work. And we know that there's a second coming. And we know that Jesus is coming back. But when we show the love of God through Christ, and we let that shine through us, it's like he already has come back through a tiny little fraction of our little world. And we get to be a part of that. Part of his army by doing that. And the ultimate war between good and evil is won through love. So the love of God is shown through Christ Jesus. And he has called us to share that with all those around us. So if you don't know Jesus, I ask you to come to the altar or pray where you're at and ask him into your heart and ask him to change you to show his love. And start just with the person next to you. Just, just start loving them. Be their friend, smile at them, wave. The smallest gesture can mean the world to somebody. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for the message that you've given us. Thank you for the blessings that you've handed to us. The altar is open. If anybody would choose to come, if they have somebody to pray for, if they want to pray for themselves, 
If anybody doesn't know Jesus, I ask that you lean on their heart, Lord, and you open their eyes so that they can cry out to you, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness and become part of your children. And allow your love to flow through them, Lord. And for all of us who do know Jesus, Lord, we ask that you send your love out into the world through us so that we can share your message of love and mercy with the whole world so that they can come to you and so that they can share in your glory, share in your hope, Lord. We ask that you put your peace on every aching heart in the world right now. We ask that you lean on them and help them understand that they have a comforter with them, Lord. All they have to do is ask for. We ask that you share your joy through us so that they can understand that in every situation they have a reason to rejoice and it's through you and it's because of you, Lord. And that maybe they might cry out to you to experience that joy. But without love, none of it matters. Without love, none of it works. Because God, you are love, and we know that, and we recognize that, and we ask that you pour your love, pour yourself into us so that we can shine for you in this world, Lord, so that we can brighten this dark world so that they can see the right path and find their way to you, Lord, and open their ears and hear your voice calling to them because you are the good shepherd and you love your sheep and you want them to come back to you in safety. And we know that you're calling their names and we ask that their ears are open so that they can hear you and they can answer that call, Lord. We ask that you make us your herdsmen so that we can shepherd your sheep into the right flock, Lord, back into your pastors. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.